1: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick
0: ass. The Duke, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Solely Finish Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with Wrestling This is Sean Reed, boxing writer and undercover low key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Woo! Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. That's right. Listen, folks, this heat wave here in sunny Boston, Massachusetts, is just overbearing. I mean, when is this 90-plus degree weather just going to go away? Leave me alone. I literally am melting, okay? All of this great, beautiful weight that I've put on, my my quarantine belly is melting away, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit, okay? I'm going to tell you right now because the bellies are in, Jack. Ask your, your favorite auntie. Your favorite auntie would tell you right now that the belly is in. So I need this heat to cut it out, stop being so oppressive, because I want to maintain all of this lusciousness that I've developed over the past few months. That's right. That's right. Listen, folks, we had a great weekend um, slammerversary was this past Saturday, Impact Wrestling back in the game. Bringing back uh, Carl Anderson and and Luke Gallows and EC3, Eric Young, all these different folks. And and I covered that with my guest starting off this week. Uh, So you folks can check out, whether it be the iTunes channel or on YouTube, we cut it up into different segments so it's a little easier to share and what have you. No clip is more than 10 minutes long. But go check it out because it's pretty interesting and it's a great entertaining view on how Slam was uh, this year. But we had another pay-per-view on Sunday, WWE Extreme Rules Horror Show. And certainly, it's exactly what it says. It was a horror show. So I'm bringing back one of my favorite collaborators, a guy that does some great stuff on Twitter and YouTube, and is just really, really cool. I think you're going to enjoy him. One of the best voices you'll ever hear. I'm telling you right now. Literally one of the best voices you ever hear. So without further ado, welcome back, my man, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Walbucks. What's going
1: on there, brother? Well, nothing much, man. It's just here on a... Uh hot very hot Monday here in Indianapolis man I feel you there on the the heat you know it's cooled down a little bit but man it's still very very uncomfortable without a doubt man
0: yeah and and you know what I blame you guys up there don't send your heat this way I know that you're used to that we like snow we don't we don't do the heat business too much I know we get four seasons here in Boston but kind of taking a little too far and I know that up in Indianapolis you're used to that stuff but keep it over there for me can you do that please Walbucks I
1: don't know man I don't really have control over any of that man but I do know that uh our heat hits differently than other places it's just because here we have a lot of humidity for whatever reasons
0: yeah yeah so you heard it there folks he refuses to to help a brother out and and keep the heat where he's at so that's why you know walbucks is already starting off being pretty selfish i don't know what that's all about but that's fine so we we had extreme rules on sunday and before we, we go over each match tell me walbucks what was your overall impression of
1: the pay-per-view i thought it was an absolute blunder and if you guys uh don't get that reference uh I have a youtube channel actually it's called thunder or blunder just type in thunder the word thunder the word or and the word blunder thunder or blunder on youtube i react to not only pro wrestling i also uh do beer and wine reviews and i also review several different genres of music too you know so I'm trying to have a little bit of something for everybody you know i'm a lifelong wrestling fan and uh I kind of bring that energy to everything that I do, even when it's non wrestling related, you know? So, um, uh, I promise uh, if you guys, uh, check me out after this and, uh, subscribe to my channel, you most certainly will not regret it. I assure you. And, uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Walbucks. W A L B C K S. That is Walbucks on Twitter. You can always find me there. I always uh, share my videos and, my thoughts and funny stuff and sometimes not so funny stuff, but more of the follow. Go ahead and hit that follow button on me, baby.
0: So if you didn't notice that folks, that was, that's what we call a cheap plug. I asked wall bucks to tell me what he thought about the pay-per-view and he immediately seized the opportunity to plug all of his, his social media, his fantastic and entertaining YouTube, his Twitter, the whole nine uh-huh. yards. We call that a cheap plug. And I mad at you for it, wall Bucks. So let's let's jump into this uh, extreme rules
1: here. What was the first match? The first match was Kevin Owens taking on Buddy Murphy in the kickoff show. And uh, honestly, that was um, it should have been on the main card. I thought, you know, I thought it was very strange that they would uh, not only announce that at the very last minute. But they only gave it maybe 10 minutes. You know, that easily could have been like a 15-minute match. And it was so short notice that Kevin Owens was at home, legitimately at home. And he had seen a tweet that WWE had uh, put out saying, breaking news, Kevin Owens and Buddy Murphy are going to have a match tonight on the kickoff. He's like, oh, my, I better get down there. That's ridiculous to me. That is it's just a, a botch of epic proportions on uh, communication behind the scenes, man. That is f- embarrassing as hell, man. No doubt. Good lord, man. <laughs>
0: well, I'll, I'll say this, and first of all, shout out to uh, my good friend Brad Shepard. Uh, he tweeted out that Kevin Owens was on the kickoff show, which is exactly where he deserves to be, and I couldn't, I couldn't say it any better. I, I disagree with you there, Walbucks. I think Kevin Owens is a punk. I think that um, he's overrated. I think that he'd make a much better manager, but I never want to see him wrestle again. I think this guy had the audacity to lose weight, which he should have never done. He should have kept the belly. Now he wants to be skinny Owens, which I don't like skinny Owens. So I think his attitude, it's it's like Luther Vandross, right? Do you want big Luther or you want skinny Luther? I prefer big Luther because big Luther has some soul. Big Kevin Owens had soul. He beat up John Cena. You know, he, he beat up Sammy, Sammy Zayn. He beat up everybody. Uh, the skinny Owens, he just wants to be a wise guy, and, and he's kind of annoying, and I, I'm not really a fan of that. So I was glad that he was on the kickoff show, and my only regret is that Buddy Murphy didn't didn't break something on Kevin Owens as he should have. He should have taken Kevin Owens' eye out.
1: That would have been interesting to see. Kevin Owens, you, you are dead wrong on that, man. Kevin Owens is legitimately in the top – like three or four wrestlers in all of the WWE, you know, you got AJ Styles, you got Baron Corbin, you have Dolph Ziggler, you know, he, his skill and his presence and his just overall presentation is up there with the absolute tippy top of everybody, you know, and a lot of people I've always liked to make jokes about Kevin Owens weight, you know, and I see you're, you're in that crowd too, you know, I mean, he, he has to think about his health, you know? So, I mean, maybe that's why he wanted to lose the weight. And who knows? He might gain it back. He might not. But he's still Kevin fucking Owens. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is nobody that can do what Kevin Owens does better than the way that he does it. And as far as being a charismatic figure and talking on the mic, Kevin Owens is in a league absolutely all by himself. I just want to make that perfectly clear, baby. (laughs) Well, for the record, Oscar cuts
0: far better promos than Kevin Owens could ever dream of, uh, especially when she cuts her promos in in Japanese and then she says things like, easy peasy. So, again, Kevin Owens, you're a punk. I never liked you. I don't think I ever will like you. um, And I'm glad that uh, you were on the kickoff show because if I would have saw you on the main show, I would have been very disappointed. All right, what was the next match?
1: Well, the main card was kicked off by oh but by, by the way, by the way, I'm gonna go ahead and give that match two and a half stars because I mean if it would have been longer, it would have been three for uh for Owens and uh Buddy Murphy. It's two and a half stars. But the first match is definitely the uh match that put a big the biggest smile on on my face of the night anyway. And that was finally seen the whack-ass, boring, overrated, nauseating New Day finally lose those SmackDown Tag Team Championships to Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. They have righted a very, very unjust wrong And that is over. New Day sucks. They all waste up unless they break up.
0: Okay, well, you know, shout out to Shinsuke and and Cesaro. Definitely two favorites of mine. I I really appreciate those two guys. They're better, at least Shinsuke. He's a better singles wrestler, but, you know, good stuff there. I will say that New Day definitely doesn't suck. I love the New Day. They do (laughs) not need the championships right now, so I understand the feud. We got to get some other folks over so that the when they battle the new day, they'll actually be worth more. So I totally understand that. Um, that was a dangerous spot at the end too, with Kofi Kingston being thrown through the table, and it just looked completely dangerous. So I don't know what Cesaro was thinking. Maybe he had too much, too much of that coffee that he likes to drink all the time. But he's better watch himself there. He almost killed Kofi. But anyway, good, good match. Good match. Good opening match for the uh, pay per view main card
1: that also uh i'll give that uh two and a half stars also also like it it's just i I have a hard time getting excited about watching a new day match and that's just i was just so happy to see him lose you know it's definitely thunder seeing him lose absolutely
0: so what was the next match
1: Next match after that that we definitely have to talk about, you know, we need to get this, you know, right out in the open right away, was the Eye for an Eye match with Ray Mysterio and Seth Rollins. The biggest letdown, disappointment, head-scratcher, WTF situation that we've been put in as viewers in many, many, many years I mean, how the hell can we not have a first blood match? But yet, we're going to sit here and watch two men battle it out to gouge somebody's eye out, a fucking eyeball out. And it happened. But I'll tell you what didn't happen. You know, this uh, Extreme Rules uh, pay per view was dubbed as the horror show. Where was the blood? Where was the guts? Where was the gore? It was absolutely nowhere to be found. It looked like, in a lot of ways, just like a regular wrestling match for almost the entire thing. And then we get to the end. Couldn't have been more anticlimactic. It was an exact copy. It was a callback to a few months back when Mysterio first had his eye injured. Rollins had his face right on the stairs and was pressing on him. And you could see Rey Mysterio legitimately cry out of the other eye. And then right when Seth Rollins is about to American History X Rey Mysterio's ass with his curbstone, he, um, he stops dead in his tracks. And Rey Mysterio like, has his hand over his eye. And he's like, oh, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then uh, the referee's like, it's out. It's out. And then uh, Seth Rollins proceeds to vomit on the ring mats. Why didn't we get something more creative w- w- with more uh, horror movie style effects? Like the p- pay-per-view was rated TV-14 specifically for this match. And they're... Was no definitive, like, scary, nasty, you know, heart-stopping, whatever fun adjective you want to use way of pulling this off. Like, it was hyped for so long. And it just accidentally comes out because the precedent was already on it from the previous injury. Come on, man. Come on, bro. That was an emphatic popcorn fart of a blunder dud zero out of ten zero stars
0: well you know i was disappointed in this match because i wanted to see the last dom dominic beat his daddy up and 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 rip his daddy's eye out so that, that was unfortunate it didn't happen i wasn't so affected by the lack of blood because i understand that WWE is marketing to a younger audience, so they don't necessarily need blood. Um, But I I tell you, I am terrified every time I see Seth Rollins do a a very poor – he does a very poor uh, version of Reverend Jeremiah Constantine. Okay, here's a guy who came up with this – Messiah gimmick and what have you and, and he's been doing it and he sent it to the WWE and Seth Rollins has the audacity I don't know who gave it to him but he had the audacity to rip that gimmick off so every time I see that I just get terrified because I, I'm worried that Seth Rollins is going to rip me off next Seth Rollins I don't give you permission to copy me the way that you copy Jeremiah Constantine because I understand that you're you don't do a very good job at imitation. And I'm not flattered by it, and I know Reverend Jeremiah Constantine. You can find him on Twitter. He's not flattered by it either. Seth Rollins, you don't have the the, the muscles that the Reverend does. You're not as good on the mic, and you're not as handsome either. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But
1: I think a lot of ladies would disagree with you on the handsome thing, man. Have you not seen the uh, Seth Rollins fangirls, man? They are all over that man. No, nah, I don't. They they want to basically slaughter Becky Lynch, so they can have him all to themselves man those girls are crazy for my man seth rollins man i will always be a seth rollins fan not a big fan of his old lady you know i mean i used to be but you know that's neither here nor there right now but um i was definitely happy that seth rollins won the match i just was not happy with anything at all about that match i mean i've definitely seen seth rollins have better matches you know and it has absolutely nothing to do with Seth Rollins himself as to why the match was terrible or Rey Mysterio. They were put in a, a, a no win situation, you know, was, this this is not their fault at all. And I just wanna make that perfectly clear. Like this was the biggest disappointment on pay-per-view that the WWE has had. It didn't involve a title. I mean, you, you gotta go back to SummerSlam twenty ten when the Nexus didn't win to, to see a bigger uh disappointment of a, of a match, you know. I mean, that's, that's how bad it was, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> sure. I mean, it, it, I'll tell you, it was so bad, it's not even worth talking about anymore.
1: What's the next match? Well, the next match we definitely need to talk about is my girl, my girl, Bailey retaining her title against a performer I am absolutely not a fan of. Whatsoever. The annoying Nikki Cross was taken out decisively by Bailey. Bits didn't stand a chance against Bailey straps. And I thoroughly enjoyed seeing Bailey retained. And well, I'm going to give the maps. To, uh, you know what? Up to that point, It was the best match on the show. Uh, Three stars, definitely. Well, shout out to Nikki
0: Cross. You know, she did a a swinging neck breaker that was so impressive. I know the honky Talk man was very disappointed in seeing that because he could never do that. Even Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger is somewhere. He's doing extra push-ups because he's upset that Nikki Cross has a better swinging neck breaker than he'll ever have. You're crazy. Bailey's is doing her best work. I mean, other than – what she and and Sasha Banks were doing in NXT, I truly feel that Bailey is doing her best work right now. It's amazing what happens when you stop pretending to care about everybody and, you know, you stop trying to touch everybody and, and instead you social distance and you just beat them up when you have to. So Bailey is everyone's mean auntie who will take her shoe off and beat you with it, and that's fine, okay? Um, I have nothing bad to say about this match. It was a good match, and Bailey's finally not being the pretender. This is who she really is. She's really just not a nice person, and she wants to make fun of everyone who's not her friend. And that's okay with me, Bailey. I'm not your friend. You can make fun of me. Just keep that same energy. Don't try to hug me and try to be my friend. Just be a jerk. That's it. So, again, good match. Have nothing negative to say
1: about it. Uh, Really enjoyed it. What's next? We got Sasha Banks, we think. I stress, we think, it, Raw has not aired yet, um, we think that Sasha Banks is the new Raw women's champion after some uh, great Muda action happened with Asuka using the green mist in the face of the referee. It's meant for Sasha, but she ducked on out the way. yeah. yeah. And it got in the referee's face. And Bailey made an executive decision and ripped the shirt off of his back and put it on and count the one, two, three for Sasha Banks. We'll see if it stands. We will. As far as the match itself leading up to that before all of the uh, Gaga shenanigans, I will also give that match three stars. It's hard to uh, say anything really bad about Sasha or Asuka for that matter. You know, I probably would have gave this four stars if it would have been a clean finish, you know what I'm saying? But uh, for what it was, it was cool. You know, we'll see what happens uh, on the future episodes of Dead uh, Programming going forward. Uh, but I definitely predict a title-for-title uh, title situation with Sasha and Bailey. I'd be very shocked if uh, somehow Sasha does not keep that title. I do see a situation happening on Raw tonight where Sasha will take on Asuka again in a rematch, you know, maybe perhaps to notice a qualification situation. And uh, then she can definitively become the champion. But what is definitive right now for sure is that uh, Apollo Crews could not compete. And uh, MVP is now officially United States champion. You know, um, you want to talk, you were talking about thievery and copycattery earlier. Um, MVP kind of took a page out of Matt Taven's book where Matt Taven had had the uh, Jay Lethal had called it the charlatan ring of honor uh, world title. And he had had that around for a long time. The only difference is this time his belt that he uh, brought in didn't get destroyed. And he was actually able to transition it from a statement to an actual fact and in, in very short order too. you know? So, I mean, I, they always say if we're going to copy someone be as good or better. And uh, he pulled that off better because he uh, made his wish come true. As far as that goes, not only that, he actually kept that same belt, you know, Matt Taven can't say the same thing. Once that belt was destroyed, it was never to be seen again. So uh, big ups to MVP for uh, his new uh, championship that he's actually able to call his championship. And that is his United States championship for the foreseeable future.
0: Okay. I guess you gave us a two for one there before I was able to, to talk about the women's match. So let me back up for a second. Shout out to Sasha Banks, the new Raw Women's Champion, as far as we know. Oscar. We love you, but when you go in there against Sasha Banks, the boss, I'm sorry. You get written up. Sometimes uh, you have to be reprimanded because you've been up to no good. So when you want to spit at people and spread your cooties, sometimes you you lose things. You lose your privileges. You lost the (laughs) Raw Women's Championship because you decided that you wanted to take your spit and, and, and throw it in the air. It's called an aerosol, and we don't know. What kind of stuff could fall on on Sasha Banks? I mean, you didn't share the Japanese candy that you just did a video about on your YouTube channel, <laughs> uh, Asuka, with Sasha, but you want to go spit it at her now. Well, she doesn't want it after it's been in your mouth. What do you think this is? So, you know, you, you were reprimanded, and I think it's it's the right way to go. Sasha Banks should be the champion since Asuka doesn't know how to keep her spit to herself. And it's, in terms of MVP being the United States champion, I'm all for it. What, a, what, what better representative of the United States of America than MVP? So I think that's just fantastic. Keep that up. That's the best energy that we got going.
1: All right, what's the next match? I love it, man. I love it. And then we had Drew McIntyre taking on DZ, Dolph Ziggler, for the WWE Championship in an Extreme Rules Match, but only for Dolph Ziggler. It was a good match. I enjoyed it, but I did not enjoy seeing Dolph Ziggler get the L in that match. You know, it really broke my heart, man. You know, I've been a Dolph Ziggler fan since uh, summer of 2009, and you know, this has been his first one on one pay per view championship match in well over half a decade. You know, I mean, we're looking at like six, seven years at least, you know, and uh, I just don't understand that an opportunity like that to really wrong all the rights over the years that's been done to him and really give him a crowning big moment, you know, in a situation like that, it was wasted on Drew McIntyre and I'm a big Drew McIntyre fan. I have nothing bad at all to say about him as a performer, but you know, Dolph Ziggler is someone who has deserved that championship for a very extendedly long, obnoxious amount of time. And it's been seven years since he's been the World Heavyweight Championship, the Big Gold, the WWE version of Big Gold. You know, he hasn't held that in seven years, you know, and it's just ridiculous that this did not come to fruition for him. It's it's truly a check-in to the Heartbreak Hotel for me on that one. But as far as the match goes, it was definitely a match of the night, without a doubt. Uh, four stars. You know, it was a hell of a match, and I'm very happy I watched it. I just was not happy to watch DZ take an L in such a big-time situation again. Fuck!
0: Well, let me say this. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre, you're never going to get me to defend him being champion. I think he's terrible. I think he's overrated. I think he's a he's a – Heel pretended to be a baby face, which doesn't make sense. So just get him out of there. But Dolph Ziggler doesn't doesn't deserve anything. Let me just let me just put this out there for the world here. Dolph Ziggler, there's no partition participation trophies. You don't deserve to be a champion of anything. The only thing you're gonna get is a paycheck, which is a fat one. And I know that you live a great life. That's all you get. You don't need a belt. You're not getting a belt. You're not getting the belt, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler from now on is banned from ever being WWE or the universal champion in the WWE. It's not going to happen. So get over it, Dolph. You're not getting a belt. And the reason why you're not getting the belt is because you have the audacity to date that no good Amy Schumer who, who turned around and made fun of you and pro wrestling. So because you don't know how to pick the right people to date, you don't get a belt, Dolph Ziggler. It's as simple as that. And that match, I wasn't impressed with it. Um, Oscar and, and Sasha, definitely a match of the night for me. But Dolph Ziggler, you don't get a belt. Drew McIntyre, can't wait to see you lose because I never liked you anyway.
1: Um, that's right. What's the next match? The next match was uh, not a main event. It was a lame event. And not only was it a lame event, it wasn't even a motherfucking event match it was by far the worst movie match uh that i have definitely ever seen in about the five-year history of these things you know the template that has been set was abused it shouldn't have been used and i have no doubt in my mind that uh they were uh Disappointed with how that came out. I mean, it was just an utter clusterfuck of a deal. You kept going from the movie style lens to the uh on location WWE uh, camera lens. Like they didn't know what they really wanted to do with it, it seemed like like I wasn't sure if we were watching a skit or if there wasn't like no real wrestling involved at all in the match. They kept abusing and using all this stupid-ass imagery that everybody hated from a couple years ago. Back from WrestleMania when Bray Wyatt and uh, Randy Orton were wrestling and all that silly, horky hunky-dory horse shit was on the, the ring apron during the match. Like, it was a bunch of that, but way worse. Like, that, what we've seen... Last night was ten times worse than that match could have ever been. And I was absolutely mad that I wasted my time to watch it. It was stupid. It was unnecessary. It was a fucking embarrassment to the WWE. They should be ashamed of themselves for thinking that that should have ended a pay-per-view. There's a lot of different things they could have done. And uh, I just feel like it was an absolute waste of both Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. They absolutely, positively, unequivocally deserve better and more, and then some, and then it's just a little bit more to make sure they got enough. Because right there, they uh, they owe both of those men a debt. The WWE debt does for uh, putting them through some ridiculous horseshit like that. On this pay-per-view, we had not one, but two popcorn farts from the WWE that believe a, a long-lasting stink on their uh, imagery of uh, out-of-the-box concepts and just things that are supposed to be just different than everything else we're seeing. You know, People are really going to have a hard time getting into it again once they go back down that. That route, and uh, this this is by far the worst one I've ever seen from, from any promotion at all. I mean, this this was a colossal fucking failure. It was a zero out of ten. It was a emphatic blunder, is what that was. It was bullshit, man. I really hope we never see no horse shit like that ever,
0: ever again. Well, Bucks, you definitely felt strongly about that match, so I, I'm sure you're not going to like what I have to say. I thought that was one of the greatest matches uh, in the history of Extreme Rules. I thought it was so creative. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the snake. I thought the snake was amazing. Uh, you know, Braun Strowman having to fight himself at one point was just awesome. I think Bray Wyatt is doing his best work right now, and, and as is Braun Strowman. I think the, the two of them together, if I could only see them in cinematic matches going forward, that would be great. So kudos to WWE for this creative piece of business here. It was, it was positioned in the right spot, and I think that a lot of other companies can learn from a match like this. There's more than one way to entertain your audience, and sometimes you've got to throw a guy in a swamp. And that's just the way it is. That's right. That's right. Okay, so Wallbox, let everybody know once again, how can they reach you? Uh, I know there's a, there are a lot of people who listen to this show who disagree with me. I'm sure they're going to agree with you. They're probably going to they're gonna, they're gonna hate follow you, not because they hate you, but because they hate me. So to show me, they're going to follow you. So why don't you let them all know how to, how to get there as soon as possible because I'm sure they're ready to do it since I've said everything that I've said that they disagree with.
1: Well, um, once again, it is uh, at Wallbucks on Twitter W A L B U C K S, Walbucks on Twitter. Make sure you hit that follow button on me there. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Thunder or Blunder. Type in the words thunder, the word or. In the word blunder, thunder or blunder on YouTube. Don't forget I react to not only pro wrestling, it's beer, it's wine, it's rock music, it's rap music, it's other genres of music. I do it all right there on Thunder or Blunder. And your boy, Walt Busy Baby, aka at Wall Bucks. I gotcha. Follow me on both of them. You can get it all
0: from me. Wow, what a crazy guy that was there. Huh? I'll tell you, when it comes to talking to entertaining, interesting people who know their pro wrestling, look no further than Bucks. Good dude. I'll definitely have him back sometime. And like I said, listen, I know some of you out there listening to this show right now. You're going to follow this guy because you're mad at me for what I had to say about Extreme Rules, especially that last match. I liked the match. Wahlbach's didn't like the match. He's very upset with my good friend Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and that's okay. It's America. He has a right to feel how he wants, but I like the match. I liked the snake. I, I liked what Bray Wyatt was doing. I liked the double Strowmans. It, Braun Strowman never looked any better. If, if he never does another thing again other than cinematic wrestling matches, that would be the best thing he could ever do because when the bell rings during a normal match, there's nothing impressive about Braun Strowman. He looks terrible. So you got to put him in a movie match to to hide all of his inconsistencies. That's just the way I see it. I know you don't like it. Don't at me at your mama because uh, your your auntie. I'm her favorite. That's right. That's right. You know, an interesting thing keeps happening lately uh, over on Twitter. And if you haven't already, please follow Duke Loves Wrestling it's at Duke Loves Wrestling. But at the very least, you know, check in on the feed even if you don't want to necessarily follow. I know some of you are too cool for school, which I get. I understand. You know, it's not always the amount of followers, but it's the the interactions, you know, the quality of people checking in on your page and commenting and things of that nature. But the Duke Loves Wrestling Twitter page has actually gone viral a few times over the past week, which is really interesting. And one of the reasons was from that Slammiversary recap That Walbucks and I did. So I mentioned that earlier in the conversation. And in fact, you know something? I am going to play one of the more controversial parts of that conversation about Impact Wrestling Slammiversary. This was their pay-per-view this past Saturday. A lot of folks say that it was the best pay-per-view in months of any wrestling promotion. But I took exception with... Deanna Perrazzo, who's the new Impact Women's Champion, you know, she's formerly from WWE NXT, The Virtuosa. I took exception with her being taller than Jordan Grace. Now, I know some of you out there are like, what? Listen to this and
1: you'll understand why this went viral. The Deanna Perrazzo match where she soundly, decisively, and dominantly defeated joining grace and i do believe that was your match of the night right
0: well i I wouldn't say it was my match of the night i'm gonna go with with willie mack and, and chris bay but i will say this match is something that the men can learn from in terms of how to how to work a body part and then how to work that into a submission and win the match that's you know, there's no two ways about that. There wasn't any flippy moves in this match. This was an actual wrestling match. This was an actual fight. This was an actual battle for something that matters. So I was very impressed with that. But I, I will say, though, um, what disappointed me about this match, and I enjoyed the match, but what disappointed me is that Jordan Grace, like you said, she just got destroyed. She got steamrolled by Deanna Perrazzo. And I never liked Deanna Perrazzo because I feel like, she has a habit of being too tall and you know, Jordan Grace is a monster. Deanna Peraza, you have no business being taller than Jordan Grace. I think that's <laughs> very selfish of you. I think it's ridiculous that you're taller than Jordan Grace. My and Lord. it just that's doesn't cute. make any sense to me. So I, so I think you need to, you need to drop about three or four inches um, and stop being taller than Jordan Grace because Jordan Grace is an unstoppable force. And when you get, when you're taller than her, and you work a body part, and you you damn near rip her arm out of her socket. I mean, I, I don't know what to do with that, Deanna Parazzo. I don't know who you think you are, but we don't do that around here, okay? So I've just, I'm just I'm a little affected by this because I did not see that coming, and I'm still disappointed that Jordan Grace lost soundly in the middle of the ring. Deanna Parazzo didn't even have to cheat, although I will say she did cheat because she was she's
1: taller, and that ain't right. So that's what okay. I said about that. I guess speaking of not right, what I think is kind of weird is how is Diana the bad gal in all this? Like she she should be like the ultimate babyface right now after getting done to her, what was done to her, and being in the position that she was where she was prior in the WWE. And I just I don't understand that. How how is she being portrayed as? Is the baddie here? Like that—that that really throws me off. Like that's like my only complaint is like how, that she's bad right now. And I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the heels and the bad guys. Always have been. Always will be. But I just don't understand why somebody who is clearly in a situation to be propped up and be made into a beloved figure is being made out to be someone that is rooted against, especially against a champion that is almost at like the the half of year mark, you know, and she's a very controversial uh, girl from what I understand. And she's made a few pe- people mad. We don't even really have to discuss that, but I just, I've always heard mixed things about her. And I just always was under the impression that Deanna had more of a a fan base than than Jordan grace did. And the right call was made. I was just, Think the roles uh, definitely should have been reversed there, and that that, that kind of threw me for a loop. But overall, I definitely would like to give that. Uh, I'll I'll give it. I'll give it like four point five. It would have been a five, but I just I could have went for a few less submission holds. I know that was something that you liked, and I liked them too. But I, I would have liked to have seen just a little bit more high impact moves, like some slams and maybe a couple things. By the turnbuckles and off the top rope, I would have liked a little bit more of that in the match. And then it would have been a complete five-star match. But it was definitely my favorite match of uh, the entire show, definitely, without a doubt.
0: Well, I mean, I, I hope you're not asking for more flippy moves, because that, that wouldn't have worked for me. Um We don't I'm need flippy guy. moves in every match, but... I, again, I just want to reiterate this, and, and I'm sorry, Wall Bucks. I know that I'm going to get you in trouble because I'm I'm calling certain people out, and I know that you have relationships with them. I know that you're very good friends with the, these wrestlers, especially a person like Deanna Parazzo, who I understand that you know you went to the prom with her at one point. But no, what we need I to wished. what we have to put out here is something very important, and I think that for for some of these wrestlers, they don't have respect. You don't come in from the outside and to somebody's promotion, and be taller than them. I think that is just ridiculous, Deonna Peraza. And, and I think we need to check her boots and see what's going on, because, you know, she might have some kind of elevation in there, or something like that. Or maybe we need to check what, what kind of, you know, food she's eating. How the hell did she get tall? That's what I want to know. It's the everybody genes. wants to know.
1: That's it. <laughs> That's,
0: something that ain't right, man. And I, and I think that you know that's why that she's having a hard time out there. I think people don't like Diana Peraza right now because she's taller than Jordan Grace, and she has no business doing that. So I'm, I'm just gonna leave it
1: there. That's a that's a hell of an angle to take, brother man. Like I I don't even know how to really reply to that man. Like of all things, her being taller. Like it's it's can't. really disrespectful of her. It really is it's how god made her my man
0: uh, i'm not buying that and i and i think that she's a virtuoso so you know virtuosa excuse me she's a virtuosa so you know she clearly you know figured some stuff out she's part of that whole secret society of virtuoso who they do stuff and she was able to make herself tall and i just think that that it's something that we really need to get out of this business we have we have no reason for people to be coming into impact, being taller than Jordan Grace, and beating her in matches, that is unacceptable, and I think it, it has no place in the business right now, so I, I just I'm getting so frustrated I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm so upset about it. How crazy is that? <laughs> you know some people are like, "Oh my God, Duke, how could you do that? Why not? Why not? It's pro wrestling. It's okay to have a little fun. And it's okay to find creative ways to shine a light on certain things and, and bring attention to certain things. Deanna Perazzo and Jordan Grace legitimately had, in my opinion, one of the best matches of the year. So, you know, that was great. But again, Deanna, you know, you're too tall. You have no business being tall in Jordan Grace, and I'm gonna keep saying that. That's right. That's right. You know, we went viral for another reason. If you recall, last week, we had uh, Steve Savage, the Boston Badass, on the show. And what was interesting about Steve Savage is that I had called out Cody Rhodes. Because, you know, Steve was was saying he wanted a shot at the TNT Championship. So I called out Cody Rhodes and I asked him, when is he going to stop ducking Steve Savage? It's time for him to get this Boston beatdown that he's earned. And Cody had the audacity to respond with who and a question mark. Just a, just the word who and a question mark. Well, predictably, all elite wrestling fans, they all chimed in and they wanted to know who and they had something else to say and all this other stuff. And it was a whole big hullabaloo. It, what does it mean to go viral? If you're doing at least 10,000 impressions on a tweet, per hour and you can make that continue to go for at least four hours straight so if you can get 40,000 impressions or more within four hours you've gone viral because as as strange as that sounds it's not necessarily the easiest thing for anyone to do you know to get 40,000 people to actually pay attention to what you have to say now obviously if you're some kind of super famous person or, you know, super crazy person or whatever, it's a lot easier to do than than anything else. But come on. Most people are not going viral that often. So Cody Rhodes said who? The all elite wrestling fans predictably, they pounced and we straightened them all out. And to date, Cody Rhodes still has not answered the challenge of the one, the only Boston badass, Steve Savage. But he knows he exists. So Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, I know you listen to the show. You are always got something, uh, some kind of response to what I have to say because you get a little irritated when I call you out. I'm just telling you, Steve Savage is ready. He's ready to give you that Boston beatdown whenever you're ready. So let's go. That's right. You know, folks, I, I'm really disappointed in the state of pro wrestling lately. This past week... At least up to today, which is Thursday, we've had 10 hours of pro wrestling content here in America on national television. 10 hours. That's three hours of of WWE Raw, right? Two hours of Impact, which is on Access TV. WWE NXT, we had two hours of that on USA Network. We had two hours of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, which is on TNT. So, we have had all of this wrestling, right? All of this wrestling. And yet, we only have had two women's matches all week. And those two women's matches came... On WWE Raw, which is really not very impressive for a three-hour program. So let's get that straight, right? Three-hour program, the the best you can do is two women's matches. Give me a break. But it's just really a, a sign of going in the wrong direction when you have a situation in which all of the major wrestling promotions only gave us one women's match I mean wh- what are you doing right what are you doing and why are you doing it what's going on two women's matches in in, in 9 hours what's going on it's really disgusting i got to be honest with you folks and you know it listen anyone who's ever listened to this show you know there there are two Topics in particular that I am always a stickler about. I am a stickler when it comes to equity in terms of race and gender and what have you, especially within the pro wrestling industry, right? And when I break that down, I'm talking about black male wrestlers, especially black male singles wrestlers. Are they being featured as often and as prominently as their white counterparts? And the same goes for our, our Latino, Latinx. Male singles wrestlers, same thing, right? Are they being featured as prominently as their white counterparts? And then when it comes to women's wrestling, are the women being featured in more than one match per episode of your wrestling show? That's how low the bar is at this point. They act as if if you get one women's match, that's supposed to be enough. You should just accept that and go. Give me a break. Folks, whomever is featured on television, on these television shows, those are also the people who get paid the most. They have the most opportunity. They are valued the most by the company. And the best way to show how much a company values you is that bottom line. How much are they paying you, right? So it's a simple formula. The people who were featured... On TV generally are the people making the most. Now mind you, there are outliers. I know some some Hammenegger is going to Well, you know, Brock Lesnar didn't show up on TV a lot and he's getting paid a lot. That's a little different. Brock Lesnar's earned his spot to be featured less because he's a special attraction. He's an outlier. You're not gonna see too many Brock Lesnar's out there, right? Although I I will say Ronda Rousey is, is definitely up in that category with the way that she was featured. That's a whole other story, though, if we want to get technical here. But the people who are featured the most on TV generally are in a position to make the most money. And the people who are featured the least on TV generally are the people who are making the least amount of money. That's just the way it is. Now, if the folks running the promotion are completely in control of who is and isn't on television every week, then we have to accept the fact that they are manipulating these situations and controlling who gets paid what. This isn't a so-and-so is earning more than so-and-so. No, 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 no. When you're only featuring one women's match per week on your two-hour TV program, you're not allowing the women an opportunity to, to up their value to the point where they could be earning more if we're just going to go by production. Right? But let's go a little deeper than that. AEW, from the very beginning, they said that the the wage pay gap, the gender wage pay gap, they were going to do away with that in their company. They are going to attack that head on. I'm paraphrasing. They essentially, they, they said, if... A woman is in AEW, she is not going to make less than her male counterpart based on experience and value, right? So an entry level wrestler, there's not going to be a wage gap. So I asked the question to Cody Rhodes. And that was that was over 18 months ago when that was stated. And I've been on this topic from the beginning. But I asked the question last week to Cody Rhodes. How many entry-level wrestlers are being paid equally to their male counterparts? How many entry-level women's wrestlers? And, I, and I, I use the examples. I said, let's take Jungle Boy, right? Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who has very little wrestling experience and very little exposure on television, very little training. Let's take Jungle Boy. Let's take Wardlow. I may have used Marco's stunt. I used two other people. And then I asked how many women in the promotion are getting paid as much as they are. These are, these are the least experienced contracted wrestlers in the company. How many women in the company, regardless of their experience, are getting paid just as much as those guys Cody Rhodes responded with, they're doing a lot and, you know, there's still a lot of work they need to get done. He did everything but answer my question directly. And the reason why he didn't answer that question directly is because the answer is zero. There isn't a contracted woman in AEW with the exception of Brandy Rhodes who's getting paid equally to her male counterpart. And I know some humanoid is going to say, well, you know, the women, there's no counterpart to the men for the women. Come on. Jungle Boy is something to anyone because he's being featured as such. He certainly isn't something to anyone because of his stature or his talent or anything ridiculous like that. The company chose to push that guy. Are you going to tell me that Jungle Boy is, is more talented than, say, Pineapple Pete, as they call him? Which just destroys me because that, that's sugar. I can't stand that they call him Pineapple Pete. But are you going to tell me that he's more talented than Pineapple Pete? Or he's more talented than a than a Sunny Kiss? You're going to tell me he's more talented than Big Swole? Or even Sheeta? Come on. That's embarrassing. So when we start peeling back these layers, folks, we we start to realize that there's something very status quo about the way that AEW has gone about their business. And it's very much the opposite of what they've marketed. They have drawn us in with this notion that they're going to promote equality and diversity. And yet they are not delivering. So. It turns into this whole concept of, okay, so you just lied to us, basically. So when do we get to a point where you actually start delivering on the things that you put your marketing campaign behind? Because make no mistake about it, you've had elected officials and various publications all give you a pat on the back for your diversity. This is something that you have marketed. When do you actually start doing the things that you claimed you were going to be doing why is there a gender wage gap in all elite wrestling of all companies you just became something you've been around for less than two years why did you not lead with equality as you had promised as you had marketed as you had led us all to believe And some humanoid is going to say, well, the WWE, don't talk to me about the WWE. I'm talking about AEW right now. Because the WWE gets called out constantly about their gender wage gap. Constantly. And they're not off the hook on that, so don't talk to me about them. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not even sure if there's a gender wage gap in impact wrestling. I'd be surprised if there is. With the way that women are featured in that company. Women are on TV all the time. I'm talking about AEW right now, folks. The alternative, as they promoted themselves to be. You know, the the quote unquote woke company, the social justice warrior company, right? The company that was going to be all things to all people. What happened? They have a gender wage gap that is just as massive as anybody else. They have a equity issue as it relates to the way that they promote their black male singles wrestlers compared to their white counterparts. They are exactly what we have known pro wrestling to be, which is ugly and unacceptable. With these types of business practices. They're not an alternative. They're the same thing. They put lipstick on a turd and called it cow chips and fertilizer as opposed to calling it what it really is, which is a turd. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I don't need a job from all elite wrestling. I could care less about Billionaire Tony and Silver Spoon Cody and the rest of them. I don't need to suck up to them and play games with them, kiss the young bucks on the forehead like Dave Meltzer allegedly has done and all that sort of stuff. I don't care about that. And I don't care if they find me to be the rudest pain in the ass that ever existed. Somebody said that to me. Oh, you're being rude. And Cody Rose liked that comment. Good job, Cody. I don't care. You need to deliver on what you marketed. And I'm sorry, but I got to call you out every single day about it. Because how dare you co-opt diversity? How dare you co-opt equality and then not deliver on it? How dare you? You should have learned from all the mistakes of those from the past. And you should be applying these things to your business model today. And you should be delivering. There's no excuse for not leading with the things that you claimed you were going to do. But you want to take credit for it, And you want to get a pat on the back. And you want that positive press. Right? So here's what's going to happen next. And I hope you're listening Billionaire Tony and Cody and the rest of the, the, the brain trust over there. Here's what's going to happen next. I'm going to call out Congresswoman... AOC, right? I'm going to call her out because she was one of those people who was led to believe that AEW was so progressive and that they were social justice and that they were so in line with equality and race and all this other nonsense. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to call her out. I'm going to tag her. And I'm going to send her the information. And I'm going to let her see. How the company has completely fallen short on what they've promised, and let's see if she retracts her original pat on the back that she gave you, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to some of these publications who have given you a pat on the back. I'm gonna check their temperature. I'm gonna ask them what kind of what kind of research have you done? Because this company has fallen completely short of what they claimed they were gonna do. So are you ready to turn around and point out that yeah you kind of jumped the gun in praising them? This is what's going to happen until you actually deliver on the things that you claim that you would do. And I know that some of you out there are, are listening to this and saying, this is too far, man. You can't do that, man. Why not? Where are the ethics? <laughs> I don't know about you, but, you know, diversity and inclusion and, and these things matter to me. And if somebody's perpetrating, somebody's faking the funk, if somebody's pretending that they're going to deliver on these things and they just completely are not, the whole world should know about it. They should not be getting credit for doing things that they, quite frankly, are doing everything in their power not to do. And let me tell you something, AEW fans, let me tell you something, AEW executives. Some of your wrestlers are happy that I'm saying what I'm saying, are happy that I'm putting out the pressure that I'm putting out. Some of your wrestlers who are in there and who are clearly not being treated in the manner that they expected to be treated. Bottom line. They have encouraged me to continue to keep the pressure on because they understand that this is about helping them get at the very least what they have earned right because you misrepresented yourself to them too letting them know that they'd have these type of opportunities and then you've done everything in your power not to provide them i it boggled my mind to watch dynamite and see the main event of consisting of jake hager the former jack swagger and chris jericho taking on luchasaurus And Jungle Jack Perry, Jungle Boy. And Marco Stunt was out there carrying on as well. In the main event of one of the top wrestling shows on television today, right? And you see guys like like Pineapple Pete and you see Sonny Kiss sitting in the crowd watching along. Why well, you got those guys in the ring with less experience, in my opinion, less abilities? What's the difference? We saw Diamante uh, put on a great performance against Eva Leese. It's a great women's match. We could have followed that up with, with something from Big Swoll or, or Kylan King, who's been doing a great job since she's been popping in, All right? Sheeta was in the was out in the crowd. She could have been in that ring. I'm telling you, folks. There's just a lot of unacceptable things that are not going to go unchecked. And I see that AEW has announced that they're going to be doing a, a women's tag team championship tournament, and that's great. But my question to executive vice president Cody Rhodes and billionaire Tony, Tony Khan, my question to them is. Will this tag tournament be exclusive to AEW Dynamite, meaning it'll be on TV each week? And will these matches be in addition to the usual women's match per week that we see? Or is it going to replace that? Are we still going to have one women's match per week on TV? Or is this going to be an increase? Now, as you can imagine, I haven't gotten a response yet. And why would I? Because they have no intention of adding more women's content. Because they have no intention of paying women equally. And erasing the gender wage gap. Because they have no intention on featuring black male singles wrestlers as often and with as much promotion as they do their white peers. Because AEW is the great pretender. In all of pro wrestling. Right? And I'm just going to tell you right now. They're not going to get away with it. I'm going to call them out. I've been calling out WWE for years. You can check the record. There's not a single company. That has been called out more on this show. Over the past four plus years. Than WWE. So go ahead and try and act like I'm being biased. Try it. See what happens. Good luck with that in impact wrestling I you know I'm I'm ashamed of you because I praised you so much for all the great things that you do only one women's match this past week I'm ashamed. We'll see if you get it together next week. Don't sit there and pretend like you are for something folks and then you're you're not going to use your voice to speak up. That's how we're in the situation that we're in right now. That's why there's so much unrest. Right? speak up speak out use your voice support those who may not be able to speak up at the moment a lot of these wrestlers are afraid of losing an opportunity which is why they can't stand as firm as they would like to but if you say you care about this business and you care about these wrestlers then you need to call these promotions out and tell them to cut the crap that's right i want to thank wallbuck's once again, good guy. Appreciate you coming in. Definitely have you back on sometime. I want to thank you for listening. Be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone.
1: Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on
0: Duke Love Wrestling.